Hello and welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi, and a very special guest today. So I am joined by Emmanuel Ezekiel, developer from London, doing uh, or has done £48 million worth of property development over the last 25 years. So welcome along to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think most people, sh- most people should know who you are or have heard of you before. But for those that haven't, who are you? I'm Emmanuel Ezekiel. Uh, As I said, uh, I'm a property developer. I've been in property for 30 years, starting off, like most people, as a property landlord, buying investment portfolio, and then progressing, as a lot of us do, um, onto development. So I've been in the mortgage business. I started off my property journey as having a large property brokerage, or um, mortgage brokerage, and that learning the skills of how to have creative finance. Awesome. So similar, I say similar background to me. I didn't I actually failed my CMAPs three times. So I tried to become a mortgage advisor um, early on and, and failed. Um, but yeah, so you've come from the mortgage world, going into developments now. Ongoingly, you're, you're still developing now, but you're also helping other people start in developments as well, aren't you? Yeah, very much so. So the biggest thing is for people when they want to scale up from conversion or you know office or residential, going from airtight and watertight to new build and breaking ground is a very different kind of process and most people don't have the the skill set or the team around them to know what the interests are so yeah i'm there to help those people that are finding it difficult to navigate through that so what are you currently working on at the moment uh so i'm currently working on two schemes uh one in north london which is a a house that somebody bought uh, for themselves uh, they aren't able to complete it properly, so they need help just to get it finished so they can actually refinance it and keep it at the back end. And I'm actually going to a site today that's been offered from one of the liquidators for 24 houses just near Cambridge. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, you're helping people out that are probably struggling to, to complete, to finish. Um, yeah, you've got your expertise to be able to bring the team in to get that done uh, and help them out. So rather than seeing them lose out, you're coming in and helping them You'll make money, they'll make a little bit as well. Yeah, it, 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 uh, with a pie, like a, yeah. a, you know, you can split it up to so many different parts. The, the good or the good thing or the thing that I have that a lot of people don't have is the finance experience because yeah. my, bro- my background is brokerage. I look at it on a financial aspect and bring the skills of a developer. So the two to dovetail together help people come out with many more options. You're just really trying to get the scheme finished. The yeah. finance part is a big part of getting it uh, over the line. Yeah, and obviously... We teach a lot of people to become developers ourselves and we see the same thing where the, the finance is the bit that people struggle with and even sort of going through the education part, there's still possibly a few questions that people have, but until you go through the development yourself, you're not going to fully understand how the development side work or the funding works. So yeah, having someone like yourself alongside is, is absolutely key, I suppose, to, to helping them succeed. Yeah, what I find with, with finance is brokers are good at getting the finance. Yeah. However, the developer, when they start the, the project, it's not so easy getting the money out from the lender and yeah. knowing which lenders who to work with is a key aspect to make sure you get your scheme delivered. Yeah, and we've, we've just been speaking before this, we've both had experience with the lenders, not necessarily the lender, but more the monitoring surveyor, not, not sort of passing on to the lender how much you've actually spent on a site and actually not been able to get all the money out as well. So. Yeah, with developments, there's always that constant battle. There's always something that's going to happen on the site that is unexpected. Um, but yeah, what I suppose on that question, why why do you like developing? Uh, I like creating. 
Yeah. Um, it's a challenge. I like to be challenged. Uh, and development certainly challenges you. In fact, it challenges you every single day because you never know what you're going to find when you break ground. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the ability of helping other people means that you get to see many more projects than you do on your own. So there's always growth. Yeah. Growth on mindset, growth on knowledge, skill set, and also the, the people and your contact base. Yeah, I think as well as property developing, it is actually self-development as well. Um, and I heard a saying the other day that happiness is actually um, the ability to solve problems. Like that is what the definition of happiness is, is just being able to solve a problem. If you solved a problem, no one's like upset after solving a problem. They're happy about solving a problem. So development is pretty much problem solving every day. Um, and working alongside it's not always a smooth process um by selects they have their that's 10 that tends to be small uh, to be smooth hmo is the next level up yeah there's a few issues and technicalities in that development's a new level but i suppose it pays well as well doesn't it if you, if you it get it can right. pay very well yeah. um if you do it right but yeah. yeah having the ability to challenge yourself on a regular basis there's no fun in a boring life no so we're designed to have challenges. We grow, become better by having challenges. So yeah, you don't want a, a comfortable life. Every now and again is not so bad, but you do want to have those challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you've written your recent book as well. So Wealth Beyond Money, um, which is just out last year. That talks about money. It talks about not just having, um, it's not about having money, is it? It's about using it in the right way. But actually wealth isn't about having loads of money in the bank, is it? No, wealth isn't about having loads of money in the bank. So health is your wealth. So it starts with your health. If you don't have health, in fact, if you ask anybody that's ill, would they give up their money? What would they do? They, they would give up their money for their health. Yeah. So your health is your foundation. You can't build a house without solid foundation. You know, you want to build yourself up. You need to be healthy. And I think, you know, we were talking about earlier yeah. in terms of being crisp, sharp, uh, having your health is really important. So that's the first part. And not just your physical health, it's your mental health. We do also talked yeah. about, you know, men. There's one man that commits suicide every 60 seconds in the world, as well as women that struggle with their mental health. So your physical health and your mental health and your emotional health. Then you have relationships. Yep. The most important relationship is your relationship with yourself. And very most people don't have a great relationship with, you, with themselves. And then you have your friends, as well as your intimate relationships. And yeah. last but not least is money, money aspect. Uh, money is important. Uh, so I'm not saying money isn't important, but having it in balance and knowing when you're out of balance. So the book is designed to make you understand where you're in balance, where you're out of balance and how to come back into balance. On the subject of money, um, what would you say to someone listening to this that's maybe struggling with the idea or the concept of money? How can you help them understand money better? Um, what sort of tips could you give them? M money's quite simple when you break it down. So it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep yeah. and how much money you invest. So the first part is looking at your income and your expenditure. Very few people know yeah. how they're spending money, where they're spending money. And they also say that rich people spend money as if they earn half as much as they earn poor people spend money as if they earn twice as much as they earn. It yeah. really is understanding that basic principle and knowing that money and wealth happens over time. It really is the compound effect. Warren Buffett has made more money in the last five years yeah. than he's done in the last 45 years just because of the compound effect. And it's not having this instant gratification. It's delaying the gratification, having consistent habits 
understanding how your money's coming in and what's going out. The more you keep, the more you're going to make. And I think people have got to have a good relationship with money. They've got to understand it. Like probably when I grew up, I didn't appreciate money. I, I was the kind of I was the poor person. Where I was earning like twelve hundred quid at Frankie and Benny's waitering. Yeah, <laughs> but I was spending sixteen hundred quid a month. I I didn't understand that I had this much money coming in and this much going out. I just thought, oh, I'll just keep spending it. But I think these days it's, it's so easy to spend money and it's getting I, I, an understanding of that. I think we've been conditioned yeah. to spend money, to become consumers. And the word consumer has the word consume, which yeah. actually consumes you. Yeah. So we're, we're trained to buy things, to take things on credit. And there's a big difference between good debt and bad debt. And most people don't understand the difference between the two. So understanding money and psychology around money and also your habits around money. We all have a money blueprint. Funny enough, that's also covered in the book. How to actually work out what your money blueprint is. Because our blueprints are often learned at home. Uh, We either do the same as our parents or we do the opposite based on our experiences. So understanding your blueprint is a start to start navigating how to create more wealth and more money in property is a is a good strategy to, for, for wealth because obviously it has the capital appreciation on it it's also the good debt like a mortgage is good debt um and yeah doing that right that's where the wealth can help as well and obviously the compound effect of property can also add to your wealth yeah again people look at you know what i call the tip of the iceberg you see somebody that's successful after 30 40 years and you don't see all the things underneath but is that compound effect so property over time if you buy right and your debt is serviced by uh, your, your rental income. One, you'll make cash flow. And two, you'll make capital appreciation over time. But people don't like to wait the time. It's no. the time factor that makes all the difference. Yeah, so time is yeah, a pressure for a lot of people. And it, they try and sort of look at how can they get money so quick rather than actually look how can we earn money over a, a longer period of time. So, Very yeah, much so. And again, I'm sure it's in the book. You've only just given me the book today, so I will read that. And I'll put my review here as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that will come up in uh, another podcast episode soon. Um, Most people can get it online, Amazon, Audible. All all the normal places, Amazon. uh, If you prefer to listen rather than read, it's on Audible. Audible, So they've got access to that as well. Yeah, awesome. And you've got your other book as well, so The Six Steps to Financial Freedom. A little bit older, a lot younger in that that one there. It's a little little bit older. I am a bit younger. But that book was written uh, when I had my mortgage business. I'd have people come to us every two or three years. We'd replace their debt and they'd come back two or three years later with new debt. And I thought, this is crazy. Nobody's teaching people how to get out of debt, not to have a mortgage around their neck until they're 65, 70. People have a car loan of three years. They then consolidate into mortgage for 20 years. Well, why would you do that if you didn't do it at the beginning? So I created a formula to help everybody get out of debt, including their mortgage, without earning any more money, and typically save between three and seven years off their mortgage, and save between 20 and 25,000 pounds worth of interest without doing anything really different. Awesome, so yeah, two books to get. If you haven't read any of the books, get them. Okay, I can't recommend them yet because I've not read them yet, so I will read them. But you will. And yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, the other thing I think we've, we've got in common, or not think, I know we've got in common as well, is we both appeared on Rich House, Poor House. We did. Um, I know why I did it. Why did you do it? I did it for a number of reasons. So first and foremost, I wanted my children to really see how I was brought up without any money and have an appreciation and a realisation of just how great our lives are compared to 
I'd say probably 95% of the population. Yeah. So, and the other part is I wanted to inspire uh, not only the family that I went to see, but other people to know there's an alternative if you have different knowledge, different information, and you work on, a, on what I call the, the time factor, the compounded yeah. effect. Awesome. Yeah, very similar to me, although um, I, I was brought up not in a poor family, but not in a rich family. I was an adequate family. It was We were average. But I suppose my kids have... Like, I've got the Ferrari that's on the drive. Like I, that wasn't me when I grew up. That's my kids growing up seeing a Ferrari. I don't want them. I don't want them to think that money is free, money is available, money is easy. I wanted to sort of show them actually that it's not as privileged as as like what they probably think or thought. So that's probably why I did it. Um, is to try and teach them actually that we're not always born into a, a, a wealth um, strategy business. I've grafted for the last 10 years to, to be able to uh, create this business we've got now. Um, but my kids are eight and seven. So they've been around the business ever since they've been alive, or since they've been alive. So yeah, they haven't actually seen me previously spending 1600 quid when I'm only earning 1200 quid. So yeah, I did it for that reason as well. We become conditioned to our environment. So yeah. that's their environment. That's all they actually know. Yeah. But taking them uh, to a different environment that's one of the reasons why I like traveling to the Far East. Yeah. You see really poor people. Yeah. But they're happy. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not money that makes them happy. Yeah. It's friends, community, and a state of mind. So having that ability to go back, seeing just how poor people really live. I mean, people do live on shoestrings. Yeah. Uh, and what we take for budget, what we might spend on one meal is what they have the whole week to live on. So it's, it, it's yeah. a big realization. Can you remember what budget you had when you, to spend? Uh, yeah, I think it was £102 in total. And that had to cover all food, yeah. uh, gas, electricity. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to do was show how easy it was to do. So uh, not only did we survive on that, but I also topped up their gas and electricity meters as well and left them some money. And uh, I bought things in the boot sale for yeah. them at the same time because if you plan properly it's amazing what you can do with the small budget yeah yeah absolutely well, you're lucky you had 102 i had a, i had 75 <laughs> and i ran out of money <laughs> so um yeah i grafted and cleaned a few cars so i had to yeah i promised the kids fish and chips at the end of the month or end of the week and i had to work to to get that money but yeah it's about um, being creative right yeah but when you when when you have the mindset you know it's it's probably a little bit easier and for me going back to how I was and having yeah. the mindset and and the knowledge it's a little bit easier for us than it is for them and bear in mind we only did it for a week yeah they have to do it ongoing absolutely and that's a uh, more toned down jacket you've got on today as well I know the uh, the jackets on this show were uh, pretty funky yeah I'm known for my my my, my jackets I yeah. do like really nice colorful jackets so yeah this is a toned down one yeah uh, I have a a plethora of, of jackets that I, I use. Yeah, everyone's going to have their, their kind of, their thing. So yeah, I, I like them. I, yeah. I like them. Yeah, I was expecting a bit more uh, a livelier jacket today. Yeah, no, I, I toned it down. I thought, you know, I, I'll yeah. tone it down for once. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Look, how can people get in touch with you? How can people speak to you? People can contact me via LinkedIn. Uh, my website, emmanuelezekiel.com or .co.uk. Uh, and if they need any help around development or finance, I'm there to help. Awesome. And if you're watching this on YouTube, all the links are in the description below. If you're listening to this on Spotify or any podcast uh, streaming site, 
um we'll put them in the show notes as well so yeah thank you very much for uh, for coming along thanks for speaking to us hopefully you guys have got some insight into wealth money property jackets uh, and all sorts but yeah thanks for listening we'll see you soon